0: Welcome back. My name is Logan Coots, bringing you an eagle eye look at amazing Okotokians every single week. And this week, going to be chatting with multi award winner, trainer, coacher, local business owner, Julie Boak. And coming right off of a donation to Food for Thought, where the 100 Women Who Cared donated 10 thousand dollars, over ten thousand dollars to the Food for Thought in High River. I wanted to chat with her a little bit about how she made her way to Okotoks, uh, some background on why she does what she does here, and of course those orange sunglasses that you've seen everywhere. Let's get to it. Spotlight. Were you born and raised here or did you is this your, your found home and your new home?
1: No, it was a compromise. And I hate Whoa. to say it now because I love Okadok so much. But at but, the time um no, I was a city girl born and raised in actually in northeast Calgary, deep northeast Peradale. And um my now husband was born and raised in Acme, Three Hills, Troshu, small town. Farmville area, and so when we met, I was actually living in Crescent Heights, and he said that, yeah, we're moving. You can pick where, but we're moving. We're not going to live here. And I said, oh, well, how about Mackenzie Town? And he said, nope, the streets are too narrow. You can pick a small town outside of Calgary. You can pick it, but that's where we're moving to. And at the time, sadly, I said, well, I've actually never been to Okotoks. So we, he said, well, we'll go for a drive. So we went for came for a drive out out to Okotoks, and I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like, look at look at the skies, look at the hills. It's a beautiful drive. And I hope no one from Airdrie ever listens to this, but we drove out to Airdrie, and I was like, oh my god, this is gross. So. <laughs> That's how um, we decided on Okotoks. I said, well, there's a shoppers. And, you know, in in the whole wide world, all any girl ever really needs is a, sh- is a shoppers and a shoe store. So uh, we still don't have a shoe store. Ginger Lurie does a great job. But uh, yeah, that, that's how we picked. So Mike worked overseas and away all the time. And so I spent spent the time looking for the house and that's how we got here so
0: and, well I'm glad you chose Okotokes. was it the name that drew you in or just it was better than Airdrie <laughs>
1: it was said well I, it was better than Airdrie. and I, it was funny cuz Cochrane I always remember Cochrane having this huge hill and I was like I'm not doing that in the winter cuz at the time I drove a little sports car and I worked downtown Calgary so I was like I'm not there's no way I'm driving up this like crazy hill in the middle of winter so um but okay it's it is just so pretty you know you leave Calgary you leave the edge of Calgary and it feels like you're going On a mini vacation somewhere. So that's why, you know, when we talk about, you know, getting out of of Okotoks, the coming back home is so nice because there's something about just that scenery that clears everything away and you get here and, you know, it's all fresh. It's all new. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place.
0: Well, and you obviously love Okotoks. Like it's just listening to you speak here. There's oh. there is something about, and I can recall, you know, road trips as a kid and coming back home. It's, it's that weird, like, oh, we're home now. Oh. It's yeah, exactly. You and I think, let
1: out a sigh that you. Yeah. It's so familiar. Well, you think about it. I grew up in North, northeast Calgary. There is like nothing around us. Concrete jungle. I worked downtown for the longest time, and downtown Calgary, not downtown Okotoks, like I do mm-hmm. now. But I worked downtown Calgary. And so downtown Calgary, where I worked, it wasn't near Eau Claire, you know. So we have the best of everything. 20 minutes away from us, you can do a beautiful hike. You don't. You want to walk downtown? You can walk to the river and walk along the river and spend a day there. You can walk in through trees, like in forested areas, like, and then, like, two minutes later, be at a shop, grabbing a coffee. Like, it's just such a beautiful, dynamic town. And it's, it's big enough and yet small enough. Like, you know, we don't, we don't decide. Okatokians, I will always joke about this. Okotokians don't ever decide anything until five minutes away <laughs> because the whole town is five minutes big. So we know we can get anywhere in five minutes. The chance of a line is so rare. You know, I go to the grocery store and I think if I'm the third person in line, I'm like, this is a busy day. Yeah. You know, like it's it's just, you know, you've gotten so used to I, the level of free time you gain living somewhere like Okotoks because of the lack of line, because of the lack of travel needs, you know, because of the, the, the lack of, of traffic. You gain so much time back in your life. So that that value that you get back living here and just simply surrounded by so much beauty. Like there's just so much beauty in every direction. You leave Okotoks. You,
0: you, you have no idea how much I, I love hearing that because I, I was born and raised here my mom was born and raised here my grandpa was born and raised here like we wow. are we are okotokians and so it's it's really cool to hear um and i'm gonna call it like an accidental okotokian fall yeah. in love with this area because like it just in in high school you hear you know i'm getting out of here and then everyone leaves and they do their thing and i'm still here loving this little place so it's it lovely to and i mean you're you're an alberta girl so uh, you'll probably you, you have just like that alberta mentality and it's just everywhere in Alberta, no matter if it's Calgary or Okotoks. So it's, it's cool that you're, you know, an accidental Okotokian that fell in love with this community. So it's, it just, it brings a smile. The
1: secret secret about Okotoks though, and I tell this to realtors that uh, work in Calgary, that when they call me, they's like, you know, we have a client looking for a place in Okotoks. I say, there's, there's the one thing about Okotoks is that if you are a Netflix and chill, stay at home, You might as well live in Calgary because you will never understand the full value and the full beauty of Okotoks if that's you. If you want to really grasp how amazing Okotoks is, get out of your house, go to Taste of Okotoks, Mm -hmm. go to the car show, even if you don't like cars. It's a beautiful event. It's a fun event. Come down, go to the river one day in the summer. You have to experience the energy of this town at any event, big or small, hot chocolate fest, you know, dude knee players, anything. You have to experience it in order to fully appreciate the, the real energy and the real spirit and culture of Okotoks because you could, you could stay at home. You'll never, you'll never quite understand it. And I think those are the people who move to Okotoks thinking they're going to have this great life. And then they don't get that chance to experience it and they go back to Calgary. But once you leave your front door, and you spend a Saturday walking the river path, or you know, going for coffee and walking through downtown Okotoks into those little boutiques. Once you experience that, you'll never turn turn back. You'll never want to go back to Calgary. It's
0: it's special. It's special. And and mm-hmm. listening to you, you talk about it, you have a. You have a sense of community. Now, I don't know if it's because Okotoks has, you know, put this into you or you have brought this to Okotoks. But where where did the sense of community, you grew up in Calgary, was that always there or is that kind of a a newer thing?
1: No, actually, it's funny because I actually grew up in a household where um, you didn't volunteer. Why would you give your time and money away for free? Uh, you didn't get involved in the community because it was very much um, northeast Calgary, and there's there's different areas, but very much you you mind your own business. You don't get to know your your neighbors or anything like that. Um, you, we didn't. My family was dirt poor, uh, single mom, five kids. We barely had enough to feed ourselves, so there was never an element of us that gave money away. We just, we simply did not have it. We could barely, you know, make ends meet on our own. And I married into the complete opposite. If I could find somebody more opposite than me, I found it in my, he grew up in a small town where, you know, on a farm where somebody has a broken down vehicle. You, you stop. Somebody has a baby. Every woman in the community is making a hundred meals for her. Somebody needs to like, I don't know, cut weed or harvest or anything like that. And the whole community comes together and helps out. And for me, I was like, well, why do people do that? (laughs) You know, in my head, I could not have met somebody more opposite of me in that respect. I couldn't comprehend why people would do that. And I realized that you know, through that, through that understanding that community that that Mike grew up in, and uh, you know, we're we're a, such a wonderful blend. that I was like, oh, you know, when you do nice things for people, it's amazing how good it feels. And oh my gosh, look at the impact I can make doing something small. And I've made someone's day, and suddenly this becomes bigger and bigger. And you're like, wow. I, I completely get why people do this, right? We are a community. We all have to lift each other up. We all have to help each other out. And look at how much easier it makes life on all of us if we're all helping out. And I understood that mentality that Mike grew up in, right? Cause cool. that was, that was just, that was the norm. And my dad, my dad who lives, you know, out in Ontario, he said, Oh my gosh, don't you get tired doing all of this stuff? And I said to him, you know, when you drive along the highway and you see a guy and he's, you know, you can tell they're a man short down in the field and they need some help. And you you stop your truck, you run out to the field and you help them out. That's what it is here. That's what helping out is. You just you just see a man short, a man down, you know, 50, 50 cent short, whatever it is, and you just help. And it's amazing how that changes the feeling and the essence of the community and the way you embed yourself in the community because you're just part of it in a different way. And mm. so I, I didn't get that growing up, and I didn't have it like my whole life until Mike and I moved to Okotoks. I lived in a in a great place in Crescent Heights, and I didn't know my neighbors unless I got their mail. And now, you know, I know everybody around me, you know, everybody knows my dogs, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a different feeling. And,
0: I I mean, it must be cool seeing the entire community wear orange. <laughs> that, uh, must it, be, it,
1: that must be kind of cool as when well. You, <laughs> when you see, like, your orange sunglasses everywhere, and you're like, you know, that's crazy, or people... People who don't know who, that I actually, my name is actually Julie. They're like, hey, it's Oddity. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> do I have makeup on today? Right? Or <laughs> Please don't notice me. me. At the gym. And they're kind of staring at me. They're like, you're Oddity. You know, that, you know, it's weird. It's funny. It's nice. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm really just, you know, an ordinary person, but you know, I've spent my whole entire life in marketing. And so, you know, I, When I started out here, it was it was strange because, you know, I'd say I'm going to do marketing and, and social media and people are like in a small town. Like, yeah, who yeah. needs that in a small town? We all know who each other is, or you know, you just you just put a note in the paper, and who needs to market in small? This is that strange. Julie. Oh my gosh, you know, do you really think that's a good idea? I actually think my mother in law thought I was crazy when I when I mentioned it, and I, I like I don't think anyone was even there were there was no one really actively doing marketing in town. There was people who designed websites, or there was people who designed brochures, and you know, did small design, but not really. You know, marketing and, and putting it all together, social media, design, websites, and all that, and putting it all together. And it did seem kind of strange, you know, at the time, because you do. And I'm, I was even, I think I was in Okotoks for about five years. I didn't even know what the, what the need might be for, for something like that in Okatoks. So to start, it, it, it did seem kind of crazy. And, you know, five years later, I'm so glad I did. You don't actually know what your market really needs until you dive in. But, Complete change of, change of scenery for me. So, yeah. So, you know, having, having done marketing for so long in downtown Calgary to come out here, I was like, well, you can't do marketing in Calgary the same way you do marketing in Okotoks and vice versa. Okotoks is completely different. It is black and white to the way marketing isn't in, in Calgary, but it's a hell of a lot more fun here.
0: Because <laughs> like, you, you get to see them grow and move and, uh, you know, Take your ideas, which is something I I, I can imagine is, is quite different than in the big city where it's like I have my way and you're going to help me do it. But you get to help businesses here and, and, you know, people that you see at the grocery store.
1: Well, you're, you're a partner. Yeah. You know, you're not, um, you know, people always joke like I have I have email addresses for some of. The companies that I work for and so people you know you would see I could respond back and it looks like I'm an employee there because I'm so embedded in in the way I work with some of my clients which you wouldn't have that if you were in Calgary you know you're not gonna you're not gonna work for as an agency for another organization and they're not gonna give you an email address oh here they do they're like yeah if you could help us out you know here's an email address we'll get you all set up and you become fully integrated and you're accountable because You walk down the street and if you've done a bad job for a client you're going to see them so you are you are going as far as you can to make sure you make you know your customers happy your clients happy you know it it does i love you know this year's been you know it was so sad last summer because every year i I buy 750 to a thousand orange sunglasses every year. And this, this past year was the first time I didn't get rid of all of them. So, you know, you're normally used to that sea, sea of orange sunglasses and having that fun, but that's the beauty of a small town. That's all it takes, you know, is, is giving away that many, but you do, you come face to face, you're right in front of, and you're always alongside of your customers. Whereas in Calgary, you have that anonymity you know, and you just buy more billboards, you just, you know, buy more ad space and all that. Here, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you build relationships, you, you know, you get integrated, you help the community, you give back, and you just become part of the community. And that's how you grow, is genuinely caring about your community.
0: You went from hiding behind sunglasses to painting the town with them. Like, it's, it's wild. (laughs) um so you have this newfound you know helpfulness coming here you've got this marketing uh knowledge uh, just textbook of knowledge behind you how did that translate into you know like a hundred women who care and all of these you know these um these nonprofits and charities and uh you've i took a peek at you know the awards that you had won and i don't (laughs) take a while to go through that one Uh, so how did it Translate into a pillar of support for this community that you you kind of got adopted into. So how how did you start into that kind of world?
1: Well, I was I was um, I signed up for hundred women, and at the time, a lot of people pretty much you know had gotten to know me in the business community. So I got to go to hundred women meeting. And here these really incredible stories about all these, you know, nonprofits, these organizations, these charities in, in Okotoks and foothills and high river, like the whole area doing these really cool things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am, I'm a drop in bucket, right? Like I'm, I give a hundred dollars and, and really that doesn't do a lot if I hand that, hand that hundred dollars out. But when I, when you get a bunch of people together and you're giving away like 8,000, 9,000, $10,000 you suddenly are making a big difference and you know that that's it i Julie, as one person i'm i'm in i'm insignificant you know in the grand scheme of things but when i can work together and i can get other people on board and pull other people in and we can do something together it, it is it's truly a community that builds everything so buddy well it was about a year and a half ago i guess um Karen, the original founder of a hundred women, moved to BC, and it probably could not have maybe have been um, I don't even know more more of a kismet opportunity. Karen Karen left BC, and you know wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it, I gotta have one I gotta host one decent meeting. She she gifted me a hundred women. I held one decent meeting, and then COVID happened. Oh no! And I guess surprise. I guess any, yeah, I guess if anybody is gonna figure out how to navigate, you know, uh, a, a charity group, you know, using technology, I guess it would it would happen to be maybe someone like me. You know, be, being familiar with Zoom, being familiar with Facebook, you know, the online world. It was amazing because not only could we maintain our group. And though we have some members who are not tech savvy and, and have had to miss a little bit, we could maintain our group, but we actually were able to grow our group and people got to understand the importance of what a hundred women was doing. And, you know, like I I've, I've said to my husband, my, you know, strangely enough, Mike had no idea what a marketing person did even, you know, probably into our first five years of marriage had no idea <laughs> after he bought the car wash. He's like, Oh I get it. I get what you do and how it all ties together and how it all comes together. And probably the most significant understanding for him was when he said, you know, I'd like to buy this car wash. First gulp, gulp. I'm like, what? He, I said, we can't, we can't just buy a car wash, right? Like we could buy a car wash, but it can't be a car wash. And I said to him, it has to be a place. Where, where the community meets, where the community mm. comes together. And it just so happens that they can wash their car there. So I want you to think about your car wash like that. So he built the car wash in the same mindset that I built Audity. It's like, you know, uh, my design for Audity was how, there's not there's nobody here helping small business owners. So how can I help small business owners? I don't want to take from them. I don't want, you know, to... to lock them into big contracts or have have priced myself out of their affordability i want to be here for the community and help small business owners in a genuine genuine way how can he do that he's found a way through like he also does a hundred men he's a charity drop-off spot essentially a place for the community to drop off give back participate and come together he's open on Christmas day for people who are lonely. Like he's really made the car wash a place about the community that gives back. And I, you know, that is the, the sense of that here, if you're not a part of the community, you are just a business. So the community has been a part of, you know, Oddity since the very beginning. And, you know, it's something that translated into the car wash as well. And it just, it is, I think, you know, for that and the sponsorships, Mike and I both do sponsorships for oddity. It is, Audity focuses on creativity, innovation, and art. Mm. So, you know, the areas that you'll see, you likely won't see me sponsoring a lot of large sporting events because I believe in what ties into my business is the value and importance of creativity and how it leads to innovation, how art improves and promotes culture in in a community. So that's where I focus, you know, a lot of my sponsorships and a lot of the money I spend and, you know, and charitable organizations like Sheep River Health Trust is one that I love. The Rotary, things like that that actually help multitude of organizations grow. So it just it just it makes you feel good. I guess, you know what, it, for a selfish reason it actually makes me feel good knowing I'm giving back to the community or that, you know, I may just be a small drop, but together with everything, it becomes a bigger impact for everybody.
0: And there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's
1: so new to me. Like, it's not something that was part of my life five years ago. I had a, an incredible mentor who always gave back. But, you know, I it wasn't something that I really comprehended until you get involved in it and it becomes who you
0: are. And it. it... I guess it, it, it takes over, but in the best way possible. I don't know how to I'm put it in words. I yeah.
1: for something. I, I want to be known for, for people to go, oh yeah, she did that cool logo or she did the, that design. She's great a sunglass website. lady. Or the, yeah. yeah, you know, the orange glasses. It's, uh, that's, that's a great legacy for me to leave behind. It's a great memory for me to leave behind. But I, at the end of the day, if someone were writing my obituary, I would want them to say, you know, she helped our community. And, you know, especially in, in a time like this, I think there has been so many opportunities, so many little windows open, doors open, you know, and and places for businesses to work together and to try to help and create awareness and, you know, and, you know, help to grow and not let any of our businesses fall through the cracks. You know, it's, you know, the pandemic um, has been really, really hard on a lot of businesses, but... You know we've seen some some great things come of it we've actually seen some businesses grow we've seen you know new businesses open but it's you know now i think you know there's a saying when it's dark outside you can see the stars and i think the past year for me it's been the most obvious time for me to see the stars you know the the sky has never been clear it's been the best time to to see you know really who's authentically there it's been, it's actually been a, a great time in that sense.
0: You know, and I was, I was going to ask you that because I, I, I find it interesting chatting with people and, and it's also important to kind of document how people were feeling and, and viewing this pandemic. And as someone that, you know, most of your business, if not all of it, is mostly, you know, online, it's, it's web, it's, uh, there's a very big in person part of it. But when things turned online, I guess the, your role, your, um, talents and abilities it shone a little bit and I really like that quote when it's dark outside you had to write that one down Uh, early on pandemic did you find yourself you know as many businesses and many people in in a rut or did you start to see yourself grow a little bit Um, there's a there's a lobster thing where it's just like you crack and you you know bigger lobster comes out Um, what were your kind of ideas and thoughts you know going into it if that makes sense
1: Um, You know, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, Everybody thought, oh my gosh, you must be so busy creating stores for people. And I said, no, I'm not forcing people into creating an online store because not everybody needs it and not everybody can afford it. And I, instead of forcing people into online stores, I'm telling them and showing them how they can sell online without an online store. And so I showed people how they could start selling through social media and use Facebook as a selling tool, um, Instagram as a selling tool, even just simple corresponding and letting people know, you know, how people could buy through their Instagram without even having all those tools. So I didn't force anything. I was really, really cautious and really cognizant about, you know, people's money spend because I knew this. We were going into a, a path of uncertainty. My march and part of April was stinky. And for a person that works online all the time and is so used to correspondence online, my phone had never rang so much because <laughs> everybody wanted to talk. And, you know, still to this day, I get, you know, a lot of business owners that will reach out to me because they just need to talk. They need some help. They don't, they don't necessarily want business advice, but they, they need to vent and they, they need to, they want to share that, you know, mentally they're not doing so well. Financially they're not doing so well and they just need to know that they're not alone with it. So, you know, th- it was a great opportunity for me to, to help other people, you know, move that needle further and, you know, get a little closer to, you know, an online presence or show them how they could sustain their business for a little while online and try different things online. Like there were businesses that had never done anything online that really started to embrace different opportunities online. And you know, I'm proud to say I didn't lose a single customer in the past year. I didn't, not a single one of the businesses that I worked for closed. We did not pivot because there was no need to. We had strong businesses we didn't need uh, the business model to pivot wouldn't have made sense. We adjusted and we amplified and we explored different, different possibilities and, you know, took different pathways, but, you know, we all, we all survived, you know, and for me, the hardest part, honestly, in the past year, I've, I've probably lost a lot of trust because managing so many social media accounts online, I've seen a lot of ugliness, And I'm grateful that it's been paired with beauty. And, you know, for all the times I've seen people be mean online, attack online, send nasty things online, I've seen people help each other out. I've seen people give back. I've seen people come to each other's rescue and reach out and connect. It's been a really trying time. And, you know... Mike will tell you I, I nearly almost broke last summer from reading the ugliness and hurt and hate and you know, the conspiracy theories and all the attacks over politics and things like that. It was, it was too much for me. I actually had to step back and one of the things you're going to see a little bit more from me is creating a, a healthy online relationship with social media. I think that's what people need to yeah. do again. And people need to understand again is that we can have healthy relationships online and how, what does that look like? But overall for the business community, it was it was a lot of fun because there were there were some businesses that had never worked with other businesses and we could find nice ways for them to do it. We could find, you know, clever ways for people to share, you know, delivery opportunities. You know, Okotoks tenting a huge shout out to them. You know, when we did the initiative for the stickers early on to try to encourage yeah. people to shop local and support local and give away stuff, you know, it was such a wonderful sense of community. And then working with Karine McLeod and the grads for grad 2020, you know, that was like for me, I didn't even go to my own grad. So to go to the grads, to the, a grad ceremony with Michaela Sheedy and Experience a grad I was like this is this is awesome you know we're able to give this memory back to these students who thought they were going to lose it you know like there were such moments that you sit back in awe you know for all of the all of the the dark there was a huge amount of light and that's why you know what it's true when it's dark outside you can see the stars and we had a hell of a lot of darkness but there were a lot of stars
0: Julie, thank you for sharing that. Wow. Uh, I, two things that I, I hear constantly since we've been talking is support and community, supporting the community and not just the businesses, but the people behind them. So, uh, from what it, from what I've been hearing and definitely what I saw this, this past year, uh, your name came up quite a bit when, when it came to support, when it came to assisting and when it came to helping and from chatting with you, it sounds like they came to you for, you know, just to chat. So, uh, Thank you for being a, a, such providing such a community impact. And, and I don't know if people know that. And it's, it, it's cool. And thank you for sharing that with me. Um, yeah, so those, those were my, my main ones. And, and thank you for chatting about the pandemic because I, I find it fascinating talking to people about this. It's, it's a piece of our time, a piece of our history, and everybody has a different experience with it. So it's, uh, it's fascinating to listen to yours. So thank you.
1: Oh, thanks, Logan. And you know what, thanks for bringing people's stories forward. I think when we, we get to learn about people, we see that, you know, it's ordinary people that are on pedestals. You know, it's ordinary people that are doing these extraordinary things. You know, it is people exactly like you and me and, you know, Tom down the street, all of that, it's, it's ordinary people that are doing extraordinary things. And we just have to remember that all of us, every single one of us, can do something that makes a difference. Like I say, You know, I lost my my brother in at the end of January and I just said to people when they think, just check in on someone, that's it. You know, if you can just check in on one person, you don't know, smile at everybody down the street because you don't know what your smile will do to somebody else. Mm. We all have that power and we all have that ability to to make where we live a better place. So if we just keep pushing forward, we just keep trying together, you know what? Okeechobee is not just beautiful when you drive up to it; it's beautiful when you live in it. But we all have that power to to keep it that way.
0: Oh, so what's next for what's next for Julie?
1: What's the next couple of steps?
0: What are you hoping for? I mean, it, <laughs> we don't really know what this year looks like yet. So,
1: <laughs> you know, what I actually said, um, you know, I just want people to know who I am, and I think um, I think I was able to do that. You know, through the through community support and and all of that. What's next for me? You know what? I have not had a day off, a full day off.
0: Julie, you five need a vacation. And a half
1: years. <laughs> it's five and a half years. And uh, Mike will tell me he'll say, "Oh, let's." You know, Mike's mom's like, "Let's." Go, why don't you guys go camping? I'm like, I am not wasting a day off going camping. I said, Mike, where do we want to go? Do we want to go to like Russia? or Do we want to go to Washington? And it's like, that's the constant conversation. I'm pretty sure I'm going to give my gray hairs trying to figure out where our vacation is going to be. But it's going to be good. And that is, that's what's next for Julie. Julie is going to go on vacation and see all the graffiti. That's what she wants to do.
0: <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So yeah. on that note, uh, top three places. You mentioned Russia. You mentioned Washington. Obviously, those are on your mind. Mm-hmm. Top three places if you could travel there right now just to get away.
1: I want, I've always wanted to go to Curacao because of its Dutch connection. Cool. Uh, cool. uh, Russia, because Russia has some of the most beautiful graffiti and most spectacular buildings. And you know what? True house of cards fan. Um, I got to go to Washington. I want to see the cherry blossoms. I want to see, you know, those monuments. I love history and culture. So I think those are three extremely diverse places. Um, from one another, so depending on what the mood mood strikes when <laughs> everything opens up, we'll see where I go.
0: Awesome, and before I uh, kind of wrap this guy up just quick, I'd love to you know get a little little insight into what you see, what you like. Uh, the last book that you had read that you would recommend to someone, and an art museum or installation that you've seen that you absolutely have to recommend. So a book or museum and art, and art installation.
1: I just actually, I just, I just Started audiobooks. Cool, cool. Since the gym opened, I and I can't do high intensity. It's a perfect opportunity to listen to some books. So I actually just listened to "Ego is the Enemy," and I started uh, "Tips from Titans." So "Ego Ego is the Enemy" is from Ryan Holiday. Excellent, excellent. Um, listen or read, however you like to consume. And you know what? I I have to give a shout out to Line of House Galleries from. Anything that, Subjectivist was one of my favorite installations that they did over there. But you know what, really, Cheryl Taylor and Jennifer Calvez, it's mostly Cheryl Ter- Taylor now, but they bring in some of the most incredible local artists. I, I love Manny Blair, but she brings in some incredible local artists. You can't beat it. It's right on Alma Street. Um, it's always of you know a couple hours of awe when you walk through line of house so you know no matter what you want to do there's so much to see there's been great installations in calgary as well so if you can if you do make it to calgary there's like street art and you know a bunch of things to to see uh i went to beaker head when it was here you know there's just a lot of great experiences and i think i think for 2021 and moving forward the world is going to focus on experiences there's a lot of things that are going to be replaced by AI and technology that so much so that people are going to crave connection, experiences and nostalgia. So if you can give people An experience when they come into your store or an experience or feeling when they come into your restaurant, or you can remind them of a day that's gone by that we didn't have the pandemic before that, you know, your nineties mixtapes, um, you know, all of that, that bit of nostalgia. That's what people are going to be craving. So that's what we're going to see a lot more of. That's what people are going to be consuming and, and wanting because virtually everything aside from comedy and creativity can be replaced by AI. So if you can give people those two things in real life through experiences or through a feeling, you're going to be winning going forward. It, uh, it, I, You know, and I hope Okotokians, like, you know, I always talk to Ginger Laurier. We talk about, you know, when we, when we decorate the runway here in, in our building, we did um, paper lanterns. Ooh, we ooh. decorated it right up with lights for Christmas. People come and they experience those little moments and it's free but they get to experience something and that's what you know in the pandemic what we experience and what was what made us happy is what we will remember so going forward we're going to see a lot more of those experiences um miles display oh my gosh the alice in wonderland where i i love to go one of my favorite places to go in okotoks when she is open over-the-top, that that feeling. There's nothing more spectacular than the feeling you get from Miles' display and being in that, that place. So those experiences are, are going to be huge going forward.
0: Holy smokes. Julie, I... Uh can't thank you enough i hit the end of my list of questions here uh so i thank you thank you thank well, you thank thanks, you Logan. Uh, it was yeah, great to
1: chat with you today
0: it was wonderful to chat and learn a little bit more about you thank you for being a part of okotoks and you know we we welcome you we want more of you folk come to okotoks thank you thank you <laughs> incredible lady uh thank you to julie for her time sharing her story with me sharing her adventures with me uh, appreciate it and we're going to be bringing these every single week next thursday stay tuned we've got another episode of spotlight